0: Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: girls and guys welcome back to the show the best show on the internet let's see if i can get through this entire intro without fucking up because today i don't want i knew it's going to be there somewhere today we're jumping into our slash today i fucked up so grab your tea grab your popcorn and let's go let's jump right in with our first story from johnny the contractor today i fucked up drinking water that gave me kidney stones so i gave myself kidney stones drinking water so i'm 35 i go on a health kick trying to slim down my dad bod i drink a lot of water because i do hvac outside of late i've been drinking the high alkali water ph 9 plus stuff Smart water, 7 to 11 water, etc. Usually because I'm lazy and also because I lack ice and the space necessary to cart around a barrel of fun. 80s throwback. So I noticed some pain in my lower back on Sunday. I thought it was muscles. The whole new workout, get fit thing. End of the day, I was in excruciating pain from my mid back around to the front and all down my left side. Then the right side started hurting. I also noticed I hadn't been peeing much. Went to the docks on Monday. It's kidney stones. They assume it's calcium oxalate, the common type. Weird, I haven't been upping my calcium intake aside from a one-a-day vitamin. Proceeded to drink three gallons of water and two gallons of limeade in a day. Still hardly peeing given the massive fluid intake. Wake up this morning with a bursting bladder. Sprint to the bathroom. It's a fire hose, but not just a regular fire hose. It's pouring out of me with force, splashing against the toilet so hard it's spraying back against my leg. Then the pain hits. With emphasis, I regret my life choices. I feel the stream lessen, and what feels like gravel start tearing through my urethra. Hashtag, oh no, oh yes. Out comes what feels like gravel tearing through my shaft and tip. Ever wondered what peeing gravel feels like? It's gross. It's not fun. I try and catch them with a strainer. Success! Drop off to lab. But hey, my kidneys don't hurt and my back isn't in agony from just existing. Go to the gas station for my coffee, breakfast, and waters. Look at the ingredients on the PH9 stuff. Water, calcium carbonate, oh fuck my life. I've been drinking this stuff for like 3 months straight. There's my extra calcium intake. Call Doc's office. Explain to the nurse I won't need any extra procedures for stone breaking. Explain what happened. She laughs, says it's good news and to stick to regular water. Go. Drink water, they said. It's good for you, they said. Yep, except in that case. Our next story is from Loss. Today I fucked up by hospitalizing my nine-year-old brother. Typing this out from the waiting room. I feel so guilty and my mum won't even look me in the eye. Today, my 17-year-old brother and 9-year-old brother wanted to play on my Xbox in my room, which I reluctantly said yes to. But since we moved in last week, my room, which is small anyway, is mostly full of boxes, so there really isn't much room to move at all. He was sitting on the floor playing Minecraft and I was sat on my bed doing a Superman puzzle when my mum called me into the kitchen to help her with something. This is when I fucked up. So, as I said, there isn't much space in my room, especially at the end of my bed where the TV is right next to my door. And as I tried to squeeze past to leave to go to my mum in the kitchen, I accidentally bumped into the TV stand and the worst thing possible happened. The TV fell onto my brother. He started screaming and everything up till now was just one big blur. My mum came running in, shouting, asking what happened and calling for my dad, while I just stood there watching it all happen from outside my room. It was like I was frozen. My mum screamed at my dad to phone an ambulance, but I couldn't see my brother so I took a step forward and saw that his head was bleeding and at this point I was really panicking. My dad told me to go downstairs and let anyone who knocks on the door inside. So I did. I waited by the door, and a few minutes later, paramedics knocked on the door. So I let them in. My mum went in the ambulance with him, while my dad and I followed in the car. We got there about 15 minutes after mum did, and I heard her tell my dad my brother will be okay. But she still refuses to speak to me, even after I asked her what's going on with my brother. And I haven't heard anything from a doctor yet, and it's been about half an hour now.
0: Don't sit too close to your TV! It's bad for your health! You'll turn your eyes square!
1: Myth confirmed, apparently. Today I fucked up. My 20 female girlfriend of two years told me that the music that I, 25 male, play during sex is weird and a major turn-off. A little backstory. When I first started having sex, I researched ways that I could be better at it as I was a little stiff and had pretty much no idea what I was doing. I read online that you can play music and match the rhythm in order to put on a better performance. I searched love making songs and started slowly creating a playlist in which I was comfortable matching the rhythm. There are a few songs on my playlist. However, there is one song in particular which actually happens to be my favorite that my girlfriend hates and says turns her off in a major way. I don't understand why it has taken her two years to tell me she hates that song. It's a good lovemaking song with good rhythm. I feel the way I fucked up is I could have possibly asked her previously if she likes the playlist or any of the songs she'd like to add or change. But to leave it for two years, thinking our sex life is great but in her eyes has just been ruined by my music has left the whole situation feeling awkward and I'm a bit annoyed. I pretty much played this tune every single time so the amount of times she must have not been enjoying it when I thought the complete opposite is annoying but also embarrassing in ways. Not to mention my previous partners. However, they never complained about the song so maybe it's just her. It's fucked up the relationship to be honest because sex feels awkward now. The other day we were having sex with no music but I was still thrusting to the tune playing in my head. She recognized this and asked me to stop. I thought this song was perfect and I always thrust along with the tune and feel it gives me the perfect rhythm for doing the deed too. I usually bust to this song and find it devastating. She hates the song. Alright, guys, go back. It was a ruse. There was a link to the song. And the second I heard it, I was like, this, this has to be a troll. No, no, this has to be a troll. And then I started reading the comments. And yes, yes, it's a troll. If you're curious, 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 curious. If you want to see the link, jump on Discord. I'll drop a link to it there. Just at me, crack in. Um, anyway, next story. So disappointed. Can't believe we fell for that. I blame you guys. Next story, Fuzzy 106. Today I fucked up by overestimating how loud my new lawnmower is. I, 33 male, recently purchased a new lawnmower. The one I had for the last few years was pre-owned, 20 odd years old, and it was a beast that finally died early this summer. For a normal sized, non-self-propelled mower, that sucker was loud, like I couldn't run it after 7pm without causing a disturbance to my neighbors. Well I found a good deal on a new one and I sent my old one to the big garden shed in the sky. This last Saturday, I decided to take it out for a spin. I donned my suburban dad outfit, baseball cap and all, and tossed on my noise-canceling headphones, turned my music on to shuffle, and got to work. And of course, like I do with any household task while listening to music, I started to sing. I figured, hey, loud ass mower, who's gonna hear me? So for the next 60 minutes, I mowed and I sang. I was an adult contemporary powerhouse singing everything from Michael Jackson to Post Malone to Little J-Pop here and there to Whitney Houston. I don't care. I'm having fun and who can hear me? Besides, I'm not a bad singer at all, I don't think. Not exactly going to tour anytime soon, but good enough that I think I could sing in some low rent local cover band. Well, turns out that my two neighbors who live in the house directly behind and rear left of mine were having a little powwow and their kids were out playing and they were just chilling on the lawn. I wasn't paying attention to them, at least not until I got 85% of the way done and I stopped for a water break. I pull off my headphones, grab a big swig of my water bottle, take a moment to stretch my back, and then I see them. Three of my adult neighbors having lighters in the air, waving at me. I was puzzled at first, so I waved back politely. One of them said, Great concert, fuzzy one, when's your next show? I was confused for a moment, but like the rising sight south, the light of my humiliation crept across my mind. I wanted nothing more than to abandon the bar, run inside, grab my wife and kids, burn the house down, change my name, grow a moustache and move us all to Mexico out of sheer embarrassment. But I held it together, goddammit, and said, probably a little louder and more high pitched than I intended, uh, you guys can hear me? They smiled and nodded. One of them laughed a bit. They were teasing me a bit, but not in a mean way. I said back, oh god, I'm so sorry. They told me it was fine, and it was fun watching me enjoy myself with the singing and little dance moves I was doing. I stared at a little rabbit den forming in my yard, secretly wishing I could just hang down there with the bunnies. I'm like, what the fuck? How can you hear anything over the lawnmower? I was singing, but certainly not loud enough to be heard past the lawnmower. Right? Welp. I turned the mower on, sans headphones, and sure enough, this thing was way more quiet by comparison. Like, I could do a medium shout over this thing and be heard clearly, whereas the old one I could scarcely shout at the top of my lungs at a short distance to be heard. I laughed it off with more courage than I actually had at the time and said, <laughs> well, next show's gonna cost you, I don't give front row seats for free to just anyone. <laughs> they laughed, I waved, and got back to work, swearing that the next time I work outside is going to be podcasts or nothing. I figured, okay, it's over, right? Embarrassing moments, maybe they'll make a few jokes about it over the next few months, but they'll forget about it, yeah? Boy, was I fucking wrong! I sat down to dinner on Saturday night to an alert from Facebook that someone had posted in the neighborhood group. Turns out my neighbors talked after the incident, and now they're inspired and want to do a neighborhood karaoke night, and they want me to join in and or MC. They called me the neighborhood DJ and now either I have to do this again for a large crowd or risk being seen as the neighborhood party pooper. We've got 50 plus houses in the neighborhood and at time of writing at least 40 people have commented on this thread expressing interest. I've been trying very hard to stay on good terms with my neighbors for obvious reasons and they're overall pretty decent folk but man, I'm going to need to double up on my anxiety meds for this. Curse me and my magnificent singing voice. I concur. It's always safe to listen to a podcast as long as it's one of ours. You can listen to The RR Show or if you've run out of RR Show, check out our other show, The Lantern Archives. Our next story is from author 8 Today I fucked up by getting a job while being underage and lying to my family about it. Many many years ago. I decided I wanted a job to earn my own money. There were, however, two problems. Firstly, my dad thought part-time jobs while in school were a distraction. Secondly, I was slightly underage, which made it illegal. Not one to be easily deterred, I set about the task anyway. I wrote a CV with an older date of birth, printed a few dozen copies, and with the deepest voice I could put on, I went about handing out my CV to shops I thought I could get a job without too much hassle. After a couple of weeks of trying this, I had success. I spoke to the owner of a little bargain-type shop. After literally a 10-minute conversation and confirming that he could only give me shifts on a Saturday or Sunday, perfect for me, he offered me the role. It was a cash-in-hand job, and the manager never asked to see any identification. The next problem to resolve was my dad. I told him that studying at home was too much of a distraction. I thought the irony was funny, and that I'd be able to concentrate better in the library. As it so happened, there was a large library a short walking distance from my new job. My dad agreed. The next few months went fairly well. I had more money than I needed, brownie points at home, and honestly, I thought I was a genius. Only my best friend knew of the situation. In hindsight, I'm surprised the good times lasted as long as they did. For a bit of context, the UK has something called the Sunday Trading Act of 1994, which allows shops to open for business between the hours of 10am and 6pm. However, almost everything else on a Sunday is either closed, or opens later. So when exam season came along and my older brother decided he too better get some serious study time in, he fought to follow my example and go to the library. I had left home at 9.30 am. He apparently left home around an hour later. Here is my fuck up. The library does not open until 1pm on Sundays. When I got home, my dad and brother were waiting for me. As soon as I entered the living room. My dad asked, where have you been? Alarm bell started ringing in my head. The tone was wrong. The way he was sitting was wrong. The my brother's smug face was wrong. This was not the welcome of a loving father. This was a judge questioning the accused. The outcome of this was going to determine if I ever breathed fresh air on a weekend again. I made a split-second assumption. They know I was not in the library, but do they know I was at work? That I have a job? I think not. I was with Dan at his house. I lied. My dad, I don't think, had actually heard my response and was already ready to blow into the speech that he had prepared. You told me you were going to the library, but your brother tells me that he went to the library and it doesn't open until 1pm, so where have you been all of these weeks? My response then registered, and his anger somewhat deflated. What do you mean you were with Dan? Why were you with him and not at the library? He asked. Well, the thing is, I don't like going to the library on my own. So I first go to Dan's house and then we go together. Sometimes we go for lunch and then to the library for when it opens. Sometimes we stay at his. I was on thin ice. And if we call Dan, he can confirm this? My brother asked. Lord, why did you have to be my sibling? I pulled my phone out of my pocket and handed it to him. Knock yourself out. I knew nothing short of absolute confidence was going to get me out of this. For long seconds, my brother and I locked eyes. My dad broke the moment when he said, So you study? Just not at the library the whole time? The truth is that parents want to believe the best about their kids. It was going to be far easier for him to believe that his son was chilling with his best friend, kind of studying, rather than believing I was up to god knows what nefarious activities in secret. Yep, exact. I didn't get time to complete my sentence. A second truth is that my brother is an annoying bastard. He pressed the dial button and Dan's phone started to ring. He answered the phone. Dan, hi, this is Adam's brother. I know this is going to be a bit odd, but... Were you with Adam today? It took Dan a long while to respond. Yes, I was. Dan is a legend. And what did you do? We... went to the library? Need to get some revision in before the exams? Right, and what time did you get there? There was silence. And then Dan said, Ten-ish, I think my head dropped. Dan did his best, but fucking library timings was something we had not thought about or ever discussed. After getting a berating from my dad and sent to my room, my dad called Dan's mum. She told him that Dan did go out to meet some friends, including me, but she was confident that he had never, ever been revising in a library. She found the very notion quite funny. Dan got into trouble for lying to my dad and brother. I was grounded for a long time, which meant I had to quit my job. The only silver lining was that they never discovered I had a job and I still had the money to spend over the summer. Fun side note, I was Dan's best man last month. I mean, bro, you probably should have just told your dad. He probably would have been fairly proud. Wait, you what? You've been skiving off t- t- to work a job? Or am I mixing up dads with Ron Swanson? Who knows? Anyway, that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying the new format, a little bit more chilled. If you don't, jump on Discord. Let us know what you think. You know, jump on Discord anyway. Say hi. Anyway, that's that it. That's it for this episode. Peace out, guys. I'll see you in the next one.